Welcome back, Bears fans, to this Friday edition of the CHGO Bears podcast, and welcome to CHGO Audible Day. Will DeWitt, Nicholas Moriano here with you. It's our weekly in-depth game preview episode, all aimed to make you the most informed Chicago Bears fan on game day. But Nick, with a week that we had, why does this game feel not meaningless, but it just feels secondary compared to everything else that's been happening around Hallis Hall all week long? Yeah, it's been, it's definitely like overlooked in, in in the grand scheme of things that have been happening here at House Hall. Um, you know, like on top of losing your left tackle, no longer having a defensive coordinator, the Justin Fields comments, you got to go play the reigning Super Bowl champions in Arrowhead on you know in, in America's Game of the Week. So that's what we're here to talk about, and uh, you know we're we're still gonna do that regardless of how bleak things are looking for the Chicago Bears right now. Can I just take a moment before we get into the preview? Because I haven't been on like a show all week. And I just want to express just quickly that way people know, like I'm frustrated right along here with everybody else. Uh, This is a team, you know, if you look at the last decade, I think like one of six teams that have lost a hundred games, like, oof, like that's a gut punch. And everything happening with Alan Williams, the players getting injured, the whole Justin Fields, the Getsy coaching debacle that also happened. It's just, embarrassing really and it's just frustrating that it's week three and we already have to kind of navigate these waters never expected it nick i love doing these preview shows with you but it was like eight seven in the morning we were chatting about this show and it's like man it's just a tough matchup to kind of preview and it's just hard to again it feels secondary just with some of these bigger picture things happening uh, around this team right now but i am excited to do this game preview i just wanted to at least let people know like <clears throat> I'm not glossing over it. I have a job to do, and it's going to be previewing this game. But I, right along with 99% of the people listening, watching, I'm just as frustrated as you, if not even more. Nick and I have been you know, podcasting about the Bears for eight years now. We've had one winning season, really, uh, to celebrate 2018. Outside of that, they haven't given us a lot. And then weeks like today or like weeks like this week, just it makes it a little bit harder. Um, but regardless, I'm up for the challenge, and I know you are too. Yeah, you know what? Actually, I'm going to build off of that, Will. Um, you being up for the challenge and, you know, outside looking in at Hallis Hall, it seems like the whole world is crumbling and everything's a dumpster fire, right? That's what it seems like outside. But I'll tell you this, just kind of talking with a lot of the players in the locker room, they they are excited for this matchup, you guys. And I know nobody really cares, right? No, Like right now you're hearing this, like, who cares, Nick, that they, they're excited? But they are looking forward to this. They are looking at this as another opportunity. Um, I was talking to TJ Edwards. It's like, you know, obviously he wants to get back in Mahomes for what happened in the Super Bowl. So there mm-hmm. are guys that, on this team only after two weeks, they're 0-2, but they're ready for this matchup, you guys. And, you know, that's how we're going to spin this, uh, all this negativity and hopefully go in a positive direction. Also, if you didn't know, Cole Komet's now a part of the CH Joe Bears team. So yeah. let's get that that positivity going and then we'll get into the matchup and preview it and then probably, you know, go back down a little bit. But I, I can tell you this, the the – the players in that locker room, I, I know they, they are aware of the, everything going around, but it doesn't feel like it's affecting them firsthand. They're looking forward to playing the Kansas City Chiefs and seeing what they can do uh, in Arrowhead against the ranked Super Bowl champs. Yeah, welcome in Cole Komet. Uh, obviously, we're all super excited to have Cole on the team. Uh, and on top of that, that video, by the way, was amazing that we dropped. It looks like you guys had a lot of fun in the studio, which I was able to make you know, a trek all the way upstate uh, in order to make that happen. It wasn't possible, but it looks like you guys had a great time, uh, which really put a big smile 
uh, on my face. I see we had two super chats coming already. Let's hit those before we get into our keys. Uh, I see one here, a uh, $2 one from Allen. Bears win 38-22. Rest of the NFC North loses this week. That would be huge, huge for the Bears. Thank you so much, Allen. And then a nice $20 from Kevin. Thank you so much, Kevin. Happy Friday. And here's an easy money parlay. JF1 uh, with a touchdown. JF1 40-plus rushing yards. And JF1 200-plus passing yards book it the fact that justin didn't get 40 rushing yards actually took me away from a 600 payout i was actually going to get on the uh-huh. same game parlay for the bears is the one thing you always take the over on the rushing yards from justin fields they say it's easy money they say and it's what lost me the parlay nothing's been easy this season well oh. in any facet that you look at with the bears nothing has been easy but i kind of i actually do like that uh that parlay that um, we just got in the super chat there, Kevin. So maybe I might have to put it down. Who knows? I, I know you will. So don't even act like you won't. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> I got to find my way to keep myself entertained throughout this game, right? Before we even get to the first ad break, you're going to have that bet place on DraftKings. But let's get into <laughs> our Bears Chiefs one-liner. Now it's like a one-worder. Mm-hmm. And, and Nick, I don't even know if I have a word. Maybe we're now getting down to sounds. I just put... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I wonder how you would type that out, but that's it's, it's symbolic. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna steal this from Justin Fields. F it, and you could take that in any way that you want. F it with this game. F it like they're gonna go out there as the underdogs and show something. But F it right now is my one liner when I look at this game and you know how it could go. F it, chuck it, football. All right, let's go. Let's get into our three keys. For the Chicago Bears offense, luckily there's three keys each because I feel like they're going to need more than three keys uh, if they want to come out and actually win this game. So our keys to victory, we'll start with the offense. I'll go first. My very first key is negate Chris Jones. Obviously, that's a big old obvious key to start things off. Chris Jones last week returned to game action, and guess what? He's already the fourth most productive pass rusher in the league. He played 33 snaps, six total pressures, two sacks, four hurries, one batted pass, and two run stops. His win rate, 40.7%, which is the top of the NFL, anyone who's played at least 20 or more pass rush snaps. And now we all know it. He's a force. We know it. The Bears know it. The Chiefs know it. Chris Jones knows it. But it doesn't mean you can't game plan around this guy to try to make sure he doesn't blow up your offensive attack. And Lucas Patrick, I know he was sick, but he's back at practice. He gave up the third most pressures at center so far this season at six. Cody White here, Nate Davis, both led the third most at guard at nine. Nate Davis all coming in one game. Who knows if Nate Davis is going to play this game? I think that's another big question right now. When I was first preparing, and this was a couple of days ago, I really thought we would have Nate Davis out here. But yesterday was a did not participate. So now, really, we don't know. Is it going to be Carter? Is it going to be if it's going to be Davis? At the same time, I don't know if it's going to matter right now. But the Bears just need to find a way to negate Chris Jones, whether that's double teaming him having a running back stay back there is an extra block or two. So maybe you have to triple team this guy, utilize the quick passing game, get that ball out, ideally under two seconds. That way he just doesn't collapse that pocket in a blip. And we've seen Justin under pressure this season. It hasn't been great so far. Uh, I know Nick has a great key coming out that I think will also allow the Bears to literally run away from Chris Jones. And then Nick, I'll let you kind of have that misdirection. Maybe they can up the tempo, wear them out. I feel like the Bears offense has been 
so lackadaisical, like nonchalant mm-hmm. out there on the field. They need to start putting the pressure on the defense and moving that tempo up. And maybe you're doing some no huddle. You don't allow him to sub. You put the pressure on him. That could be a good way to wear him out and really just wear that entire Chiefs front. But I think priority number one, and this is something that you should have stars circled and underlined, is try to find a way to negate Chris Jones. Yeah, trying is going to be, you know, a, a big, big uh, task for that whole entire offensive line. Chris Morgan, the offensive line coach, because like you said, he played one game. He's already one of the most disruptive defensive players in the league. And, you know, that's why he got paid what he got paid. Uh, my first key actually echoes my one liner because I just looked at my notes. I'm like, I don't even have a one liner yet. So I'm just going to copy and paste that. But it is effort <laughs> in terms of how the Bears mentality should be offensively. Uh, you have to take some shots in this game, and I think you could do so you know, early on and try to catch the Chiefs off guard because I think, guys, if the Bears come out playing reserved against Patrick Mahomes and that, that offense that, through two games hasn't been as explosive as we've seen in years past with the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's be honest here. Mm-hmm. But I think in a game like this, you can't give – the Chiefs more and more opportunities to extend the league. So I think offensively for the Bears, they really need to just go out there. Not not saying like go through every depth of the playbook and just lay it all out on the field, but you do need to take some shots. You do need to get if Darnell Mooney, I know he was limited in practice yesterday. If he's involved, give him some opportunities to make some plays. DJ Moore as well and just kind of get those guys going early on. And I think for Justin Fields too, like when he said that in his press conference, even though he backtracked it a little bit later on that day, I think he does want to play more aggressively and allow him to just kind of – that's his game. So I think if you do that early on in this one against the Chiefs, you can get him in rhythm earlier. He's not having to think as much on the field. And just take those opportunistic big-time big, big time shots that obviously this offense is – it needs to be in this game. So – that's going to be my first key effort. And that, that applies to how they should just bring that men, that offensive mentality, that aggression on the offensive side of the ball. Real quick. I don't know if you noticed this, but I don't know if you and hair bear exchanging notes, but he put in the chat before you even put wow. this up. minutes before you even put this up. Key number one effort. You guys are on the same page. Let's go hair bear. I love it. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I, I agree with you, Nick. Taking some of those shots down the field because the Bears need to find a way to get chunk plays, and, and they haven't had them through two games. A, a lot of it, uh, it could be. I mean, it's a big old problem, right? You have the quick passing game. They're they're trying to focus on. You have the quarterback not seeing some of these guys downfield. Whether he's not trusting his eyes, whether he's just not trusting the receiver to like make those throws. But regardless, like just throw the damn football. Let's try to make some of these plays. So like it, effort. Love it. That's a great one. Let's get into my second key for offense. And it's interesting. It's more than more because we all want DJ Moore uh, to be a huge part of this offense. And I'm right there with everybody. And especially the fact that he's only had nine targets in, in two games. He's caught eight catches on those nine targets for 129 receiving yards, but they just also need to find a better way to utilize him on offense. Now, the problem is Mm -hmm. with this week specifically, something I saw Kansas City do last week was that they had their cornerback Sneed shadow Calvin Ridley because Calvin Mm -hmm. Ridley in week one went off. Eight catches, 101 yards, but the Chiefs are like, you know what? Follow that dude. Just shut him down. So when what happened, Calvin Ridley was held just two catches for 32 yards. A really big difference. So I would expect 
the Chiefs uh, to just be like, you know what? Let's take away DJ Moore. Let's let Justin Fields beat us through someone else. Unless Getsy does that anyway, but that's a whole different point. <laughs> now, looking at the Bears wide receivers, you know, no other Bears receiver has more than 53 yards. That's Darnell Mooney. Uh, four catches, seven targets. He was shut out last week. Uh, Chase Claypool, he's been the second heaviest targeted player on the team, but he only has three catches to show for it. Uh, so both of these receivers also have tied touchdowns on the year. And really just what I want to see is them being more involved throughout the drive, not just in the red zone, but throughout the drive. The Bears need additional outlets to throw this football. And on top of that, if you look at Darnell Mooney, especially, again, we don't know if he's playing or not, but he has not had 70 or more yards in a game since week four of last season. He's way overdue for a decent outing here. But we need others like our buddy Cole Komet. Uh, the backs to get involved here, too, in the short, quick passing game on top of taking those shots. Both can be true, uh, but and if that happens, we want to see these playmakers. They must find ways to make plays after the catch. Turn that three-yard catch into gains of six, seven. Then your playbook stays a little bit more open. But I'd, ideally, you can find a way to have more involved. And these guys, I just don't know with the shadowing from Sneed uh, exactly how it's going to happen. And really the benefit, Nick, and we've talked about it for years, looking for a wide receiver one. And now that we have one, right, hey, this is supposed to open everybody else up and make everybody's job a little bit easier. And we haven't been able to reap that reward just yet. So for me, this week, as much as I wanted to be you know, DJ Moore all the time, we need a little bit more than more. No, I, I completely agree with that. Um, they, the Bears have playmakers. It's time to start utilizing everything that they got, not just being hyper-focused hyper focused on one guy that won't win you football games here. My, my next key for the Bears offense is simply you got to move that pocket, and you got to do so whether it's with play action, designed rollouts, and it's really because of that defensive front that you were mentioning or really just Chris Jones there, Will. But you also have George Karloftis there, too, who knows a thing or two how to get up to opposing quarterbacks. And when you look at what the Chiefs did just last week against Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence, uh, Lawrence was pressured on 30.6% of his dropbacks. And, guys, he finished 22 of 41 for 216 yards, no touchdowns. No interceptions, was sacked four times, had a QBR of 17. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was uh, not having himself a typical Trevor Lawrence-like day. And I think one of the areas where you can get some big plays out of there, and even you know the Jaguars, the one time they did it, or a couple times they did it, but it was in the second half. They moved the pocket. Their One of their biggest plays of the entire day was a deep shot to Christian Kirk. It was a rollout, play action to the right. Trevor Lawrence is a lot, you know, airs the ball deep, gets a big play against his Chiefs defense. Things slowing down the pass rush too. It gives you know the quarterback a little bit more time. And I think, you know, even Justin Fields, you go back and listen to the press conference. I think he wants to have a little bit more of that. It can't be your entire offense. And we've known like even you go back to like the Packers game, Tampa Bay, like they're keying in when he when Fields would ex- get outside of the pocket. But you need to implement it a little bit more throughout the entirety of the game. But like I said, it can't be your entire game plan. So if you do that, I think that gives you a little bit more opportunity with this offensive line. Like at this point, I have no idea who's going to be playing left tackle. We're not even allowed to Mm -hmm. be at practice that long at this point in the season to actually see who's lining up where. So could not tell you. And then Nate Davis, like you said, I don't know if he's going to play. We don't know what kind of headspace he's in after losing, um, you know, a family member. So there's a lot of question marks still on this offensive line. So if there's ways to give Justin Fields more time with whatever line goes out there on Sunday, 
you got to try to find a way to do that if you're Luke Getze, just to give Field some time to operate and diagnose what's going on. Yeah, I, I like that you had moved the pocket. I think that's very important here this week. Again, I kind of alluded to it in my first key as a great way to attempt to negate Chris Jones. If you're going to try to stand there in that pocket with the pressures that the interior offensive line has allowed, I, I think you're just asking for trouble and just watching other teams and like watch them move the pocket, cut that football field in half. And I hate that for Justin Fields in year three. That's something that I kind of want to see. We had the same conversations with Trubisky over those years about, you know, limiting the reads, allow him to make less decisions out there. And that way, when he doesn't have five things to look at, if he has two to three, it'll allow him to go through that progression, hopefully trust it and and make a throw. And really, Justin's a damn good thrower on the run, too. So allow him to kind of cater to his strengths. I think that's a great key, Nick. Really good work. And my final key for this Bears offense is establish the run. And of course, we want Fields to play loose and just be himself. And the Bears will want to get him into a rhythm. And we've talked about that. But he also needs the quarterback's best friend out there alongside him, which is a solid run game, which would allow this offense for the first time this season to be balanced. And when you look at the Chiefs week one, Detroit was able to beat them and they had 118 yards on the ground and they stuck with the run. They had 28 rushing attempts on the day. Now the Bears backs week by week, they've had 19 rushing attempts. And then last week, 11 rushing attempts by Mm -hmm. running backs. That's disgusting. Again, we've talked about that magic number for years, Nick, 20. We want to see these running backs get at least 20 running attempts on the ground and they've only had the most was 19 so far this season. I don't know why the Bears haven't relied more on it. Uh, some of it's play calling, some of it's situations like being in those second, third, and longs uh, a ton. Obviously, it's hard to pound the rock uh, in those situations, but this key is more than just pounding the rock for the sake of just doing so. They need to run this football with purpose, and they need to be effective in order to stick with it, and if they do, this offense will be more balanced. So give me heavy doses of Herbert. Give me some heavy doses of Rojo. Wear down that defense. Give them something else to defend other than screens and other than Justin Fields sitting in the pocket. That's just way too obvious. We need something else for defenses to focus on. A good running game uh, is a great quarter, you know, friend for a quarterback and, and really this entire offense. So as much as I want to see them take shots and also get that quick passing game, I want to see them run the football, stick with running the football. Uh, and there's more about it when it comes to the penalties and staying on schedule. Uh, but at the end of the day, you, you got to have the defense honor this run game. No, absolutely. And we went into this football season saying the Bears were still going to be relying it mm-hmm. on that run rush attack. And we have not seen it through two weeks. So It'd be nice to see if they can get something going against the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. My last key for this Bears-Chiefs matchup for for the Bears offense is just, and I have it simply worded as pre-snap. And what I mean by that is just for Justin Fields, he's going to be seeing a lot of different looks from this Chiefs defense. They love to bring the blitz. They love to do it. And I would say not as exotic as what Todd Bowles was doing in, in Tampa Bay. And he didn't even do that that crazy much as I've seen uh, in week one from the bucks, but you're going to see some different looks. They're going to bring different guys at different times. And one of the things that Luke gets, highlighted in his press conference and talking about Justin Fields is that he's gotten better. Justin at looking at what the defense is doing pre-snap and making the right decision, making the right checks. The one touchdown pass they threw to Darnell Mooney was because he saw cover zero was able to check the protection and threw a touchdown pass. So when it's pre-snap, you, 
for Justin, just being able to diagnose, try to identify what exactly the Chiefs are doing, put your whatever your offensive line in a better position to make that block or put an extra block on whatever side, do what you need to do. Find the hot route. If, if that's what needs to be asked, if they're bringing a blitz, but also those pre-snap penalties cannot happen, right? We saw too many from Braxton Jones who now is on IR, but if you do that with how this offense is currently operating, it's not going to work. You guys, they're not in a position right now that they can overcome those those plays before the, the whistle even mm-hmm. sounds right. So I think you just need to be smart pre-snap, get your guys in the right position. That's up to Justin Fields, up to, you know, uh, the center and Lucas Patrick, get set, get ready. But then also do not, you can't shoot yourself in the foot. Arrowhead's going to be loud. And I'm, you know, I'll get to experience that for the first time, see how mm-hmm. that environment is. But with an offensive line, that's probably going to have some different, maybe two pieces on the offense. We'll see what happens with Nate Davis. It, it's it's like almost lining up to be something where you're going to see that be maybe a problem in this game. But pre-snap, you got to make sure you're winning right there to even give yourself a chance when the play actually happens. Just want to get a quick clarification. Isn't it possible for the Bears to actually have three new pieces if they move right to left tackle? Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely. I man, I hope they don't do it. Well, um, me too. I'm just yeah. I'm just saying. I've heard I that's heard true. that it could be possible. You have no idea, but if they do that, then you're looking again. Three. You have a guy who's in his third start, playing a new position, the hardest of the entire line. Then you have someone new at right tackle, and then you have another guy inside a guard. So yeah, it's yikes. Potentially three, but again, well, I guess we'll see maybe in a little bit after the Bears practice, if they send their injury report uh, on time, we'll see who's actually in, who's out. And then, and then we'll just have to all, honestly wait till game day too, if there's any game time decisions there, but yeah, not good. Not good. Will. who, all right. Taking a breath here. Uh, let's actually take a big old <laughs> breath and let's call our first time out of the show, share a couple of messages. And on the flip side of this break, we're going to share our three keys each for the Chicago Bears defense. Great time, as Justin says down there. Give this video a like. Uh, But Nick, you're up first. Yeah, we're going to start with Ray CDJR. You guys, if you're in the market for a new vehicle, Ray CDJR has got you covered. If you are looking for, again, that new vehicle, they have some great, we have great news for you. Um, Ray Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and Fox Lake have just joined the CHGO team, just like Cole Komet did. So we're bringing everybody along this awesome squad that we have here at Ray CDJR. You'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and find unforgettable savings. And right now during Jeep Adventure Days at Ray CDJR in Fox, like you'll be able to take up to 15% off MSRP on all new 2023 Jeep Gladiator models. But that's not all now through September 30th, so you still have some time here. Explore their newly renovated showroom and take advantage of breathtaking deals as they celebrate, again, that new grand reopening. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, then you have to check out the team at Ray, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram because they are the only team we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit Ray CDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com today. Serving the community since 1963. Men, are you tired of weakening or thinning hair? Do you want to reach your full hair potential? Leading hair growth supplement Nutrafol helps improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement 
clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. So go to Nutrafol.com slash men to take their health hair, hair health wellness quiz. There we go. Identify causes of your thinning hair and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. And it really works. In a clinical study, 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after six months taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplements. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For more, for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code CHGO. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men. And enter that promo code C-H-G-O. That's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code C-H-G-O. All right, Will DeWitt and Nicholas Moriano here, the C-H-G-O Bears podcast. We gave you the keys for the Chicago Bears on offense it's time to do the same thing over here for the Chicago Bears defense. And Nick, it's time to flip that order. You're up first. What's key number one? Yeah, my key on defense um, really is about Patrick Mahomes and extending plays. Um, for this defense to be successful, they need to, you know, one, stay disciplined when that happens. It's not an if, it's when that happens for Patrick Mahomes. It's just being uh, you know, making sure you know exactly where you are in the field. Spacing is going to be huge in this game because when you look at one of the touchdowns that the Chiefs did score against the Jaguars last week, it was a play where Patrick Mahomes gets outside of the pocket. Travis Kelsey is covered initially where he's at, but because they have that connection like no other, mm-hmm. once Patrick Mahomes leaves the pocket, what does Travis Kelsey do? He vacates where he's initially at, goes to an open space in the middle of the field, Boom, touchdown. And I was able to talk to TJ Edwards today. I'm like, you played Patrick Mahomes. What's one of the biggest keys? And he's like, that right there. When he extends a play, we just need to be fundamentally sound. We need to know exactly what our, you know, what our keys are on each specific play and, you know, really execute those things. Because a guy like Patrick Mahomes, he can capitalize. He can capitalize when the defense technically wins a rep. And he can mm-hmm. win when, you know, obviously the defense is giving him opportunities to. So when he does extend the play, we need to see how this Bears defense responds. And if they don't respond in a positive way, big plays are going to happen. So Patrick Mahomes, when he leaves the pocket, let's see what the Bears can do. Yeah, that's, um, that's a big one. And I feel like obviously we're putting an emphasis on it. It's just one of those that you can try to simulate in practice the best you can. But there's just nothing like Patrick Mahomes extending those plays outside the pocket. Like the magic that he's able to make, you mentioned Travis Kelsey, but really any receiver in any situation, doesn't matter if it's a week three game against the Bears, if it's an AFC championship, the dude just knows how to make plays. It's it's really, it's remarkable to say the least. And the Bears are going to be severely challenged uh, in this matchup in that exact situation. Great key. Uh, my first one for defense is contain Kelsey. Like Jones on, uh, on defense for the Chiefs offense, Travis Kelsey returned last week. Only four catches, 26 yards. Nothing crazy, um, but he was working back from a knee injury, and he's going to be uh, in better shape here this week. And for a Bears defense that has been literally picked apart by quarterbacks that are just getting used to their supporting cast and offenses, like Jordan Love in Green Bay, like Baker Mayfield in Tampa Bay, 
gosh, I just that you mentioned the chemistry, like that insane chemistry between Mahomes and Kelsey. That's going to be a huge challenge for the Bears because Kelsey is a chain mover, touchdown scorer, and the Bears are going to just need to have a plan in, in place for him, whether it's making sure. You know, he's blanketed, whether that's TJ Edwards, whether that's Jermaine Edmonds. I think that would be a really good start. But the problem for these cover backers, Nick, and I know you know this, that so far this season, that really hasn't been their strong suit or really the case so far. So combined, both of them are allowing pass ratings over 100 when targeted. They're allowing completions on 90% of footballs thrown their way. And, man, they're just going to have to really step up in a big way uh, on Sunday, maybe the Bears go dime, put another safety on the field, and that can help you. But with Eddie Jackson most likely out, like I don't know if the Bears have the depth of safety to do like that effectively run that dime package, especially against someone of Kelsey's stature. Like I just feel like this is a mismatch any way you cut it. I would love to say it's going to be Tremaine Edmonds versus you know Travis Kelsey because I think that's a, a decent matchup in theory if. Edmonds would be playing to his level. I love the size that he's able to combat with Kelsey, the speed, the range, but at the same time, like those off scripted plays, they give him all those choice routes too, right? Because they've been around so long. He has like three routes in one and he's going to read that defense. Mm -hmm. Most likely that zone defense that the bears are going to run, find the soft spot and just gain yards. I think it's going to be a tough matchup for the bears, but they're going to have to try. Yeah, and let's also, you know, Taylor Swift's probably going to be in attendance because we know Kelsey and Swifty are, you know, together. So it's like you're going off for like 200. Got to do it uh, <laughs> in Arrowhead. But no, that's just another thing there. Um, well, what do you think if if Taylor Swift's going to be there and she lays her eyes on Cole Komet? I oh. mean, could we have a changing of the Swift? <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't blame Taylor Swift for, you know, quickly changing teams there and going to uh, the good side. So, yeah, no, that's definitely a factor to consider there, um, there, Greg. Um, but to get back to my, my second key and seeing how the Bears defense can stop this, again, Chiefs offense that really hasn't been that explosive that season yet. This might be a get-right game for them. But uh, mm. what the second key for, for this Bears defense is you have to play with aggression. Um, that was a really common theme that I was uh, able to get from a lot of the players I was just talking to on Wednesday in the locker room. What does Eberflus bring as a defensive play caller right now? From what you've seen in the game against Tampa Bay and just throughout practice, they said aggression. That was a word that TJ Edwards used. Jaquan Brisker used that word. Um, Javon Dexter also used it. They liked that because it is Eberflus's defense. He knows it to a T, knows exactly where people need to be. He can also be a little bit more aggressive within how he calls plays. You see the Tampa Bay game, maybe the results were not what we all wanted to see. And, of course, the Bears didn't want to see. But they were stacking guys at the line of scrimmage. They were bringing different types of pressure. They weren't able to hit home. But I wonder if another week of getting practice, getting acquainted to exactly how Eberflus is going to do things, maybe they can do a little bit better there. Jawan Taylor, too, their left tackle – or right tackle, sorry – you know, they're starting to flag him now for how he lines up damn near in the backfield off the right tackle spot. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, Will, but a little bit. In, the, in the Jaguars game, got flagged for two false starts. Was it two false starts or two holdings? They got him for a couple of times. So maybe you could take advantage of something like that if you're Yannick Ngakwe or Demarcus Walker or whoever. But you need to play aggressive regardless on defense. And another thing that TJ Edwards said, if you do not show – if you – are vanilla basically with 
Patrick Mahomes is going to carve you up. So you need to give him things to think about. The only thing, though, is that he's played a lot of football. He's seen a lot of different defenses. He knows what teams are trying to do. So it's it's easier said than done, but just play aggressive, disguise some things, see if you can bring some blitzes, catch this Kansas City Chiefs offensive line off guard, and maybe even Patrick Mahomes on a player too. That's the thing with this offense and, and with the quarterback. If you're just going to sit back and, and rush for and play your, you know, your your nice shell coverage, he's going to find openings, and it's going to be easy pickings all day long. So you have to be aggressive. I think that's a tremendous uh, insight you brought there, Nick. Really good work. My second key here for the Bears defense is limit the bending, aka. The Bears just need to play some third down defense for once. The Bears defense uh, at halftime, uh, I did the math uh, during the game uh, against the Buccaneers, but at halftime, they were on pace to allow 582 total yards of offense uh, in that game. Obviously, that did not come to fruition, but that, in a word, is just extremely gross. Uh, the Bucks were 8 of 15 on third down. They were 1 of 1 on fourth down. The week before, Green Bay was 9 of 16 and 1 of 2 on those crucial downs. And the Bears, you know, dead last and third down last year on defense. Right now, through two weeks, well, we're, we're getting better. We're ranked 31st uh, on third <laughs> down defense. So watch out, world. Uh, but Kansas City, the reason why I made this a key is because Kansas City's offense actually has struggled on third down so far this year, only converting on 33% of their third down attempts. By the way, that's 1% lower than the Bears offense. So if you're looking for a reference and if you think the Bears offense has been bad on third down, Kansas City has been statistically just a little bit worse. So the Bears really just need to find ways to get off the field and not let that Kansas City offense that hasn't find, found a lot of success on third down to convert at a high clip. Um, and if so, it's going to be damning, right? I mean, it's simple. You keep Mahomes on the field when you have chances to take them off, bad things are going to happen to your football team and that defense and points are going to be scored for the opponent. Those first down runs that I mentioned as a key last week, did kind of strike again uh, last week against Tampa Bay. So I saw it happen against the Packers. I got a little upset. Fast forward one week against Tampa Bay. Same thing happened where they're getting six, seven, eight yards on the ground on first down. That allows your opponent to keep their entire playbook open. But you're second mm -hmm. and two, you're in second and one, and you're able to get that on the ground. There's no pressure to run that football here on second down. I mean, you could, and you'll probably could move those chains. And, and that's what makes playing defense so hard is when you can't make some of those stops. So that's part of this as well. That still needs to get cleaned up. But regardless, when the Bears hit the Chiefs in the third down, they must find ways to get off this football field because if you allow Mahomes to stay on, he's going to extend that drive and most likely end up with points. So for me, third down defense this week is going to be pivotal. No no doubt about it. What Eberflus needs to do, he needs to go back to the 2019 tape when his Colts played the Chiefs and held the Chiefs at 13 points. They were able to get that victory, but they did it by winning the line of scrimmage and had some dudes up front that were really playing some good football at that point. And I think the game was in October, but they, he needs to, you need to bring out all the stops here against Kansas City Chiefs, even if they are not playing up to their own standards offensively. Like like I said earlier, this could be the, the, the game, America's game of the week, where they fix a lot of those offensive uh, ineptitude that they've been showing so far through two weeks. Uh, let's get to my last key real quick, and I think it's really simple, and it'll, I think it will definitely help the Bears if they can execute it, but it's capitalized. 
We saw on what the second play of the game, you guys, where Jaquan Brisker he had himself a pick. He he read the in route mm-hmm. perfectly. He was in the right place, right time, everything, and he just couldn't capitalize. And I look, I asked Brisker, I'm like, yo, what happened? What happened here? I'm like, you had that pick. I know you did. You read your keys. You broke on the ball perfectly. What happened? He's like, I just need to play better, catch the ball better through contact. And, you know, that's something he was working on, and he knows. And that's a guy that he he takes all these receipts that people are, you know, saying about the Bears, and he really – look, I know people are saying, like, you know, how about you go out there and play, or, you know, you're dehydrated to start the game. How about you show it on the field? Like, get that. But, you know, he's still a competitor at the end of the day. And he's still hearing and seeing some of these things that are being said. And he definitely wants to make that play. So hopefully we, we see those kind of things. You saw a beautifully executed peanut punch by Jalen mm-hmm. Johnson. And what the Bears can't recover that. So there, there are some opportunities. Like the Chiefs in against the Jaguars last week, well, there was a bunch of penalties. Patrick Mahomes is giving up the football. Kadarius Toney is getting uh, the, the ball knocked out of his hands. He's also dealing with an injury right now. I think – two uh, DNPs for a toe injury. So I don't know if he's going to be playing, but it's like I said, you don't have to let the chiefs get right offensively versus you on Sunday. Mm -hmm. You can kind of keep them where they're at and you could do so by, you know, creating some of these turnovers, which the bears have not done this season. So let's see if the bears can capitalize on defense against again, a, a chiefs team that's still trying to find themselves offensively. Yeah, easier said than done. Uh, and as we've been we've been talking about that one, it feels like for years, like especially when it comes to just turnovers on defense because they haven't been here. Like you, you got to take advantage mm-hmm. of those situations. Final key here for the week uh, and for this Bears defense, and it's going to be Stevenson step up. And I'm not trying to single him out here, um, but if any good quarterback knows that if you want to exploit a defense, you try to find the weak point and you have to trust those playmakers to make plays when they have favorable matchups. Now I know Tyreek's a rookie and everyone, you should know me. I'm more than happy to be patient. Let him grow, let him develop. We saw it early last year with Kyler Gordon too. So it happens, but it doesn't mean the chiefs won't take advantage of Tyreek Stevenson. He has allowed the six most receiving yards at 148, 69 of which have come after the catch. That's a little bit on him. It's a little bit on the defense for not corralling to the football, making a tackle. Uh, quarterbacks have a pass rating of 148.6 when throwing his way, which is the fourth highest allowed so far of all cornerbacks in the NFL. So I just personally, if I was, if I were the chiefs, I would just expect Patrick Mahomes to throw his way early and often in this game, I would much rather target Tyreek Stevenson than Jalen Jones. And I would expect them with Eddie Jackson out to kind of push that ball and kind of with this Bears cover two scheme, those safeties and corners, they have to be communicating on the same page, passing off those guys because the safeties have the deep halves, corners have those flats, and there's that window between the two. And we've seen the Bears get beat in that window a few times so far this season. So I just want to make sure Tyreek Stevenson is on his A game here. Maybe the rookie can come up with a big splash play, capitalize with a turnover there too, but it's just going to be a big game for Tyreek Stevenson. I would expect him to see plenty of football thrown his way, and I'm hoping he's up for the challenge. He's going to need to be if the Bears want to win this game. No doubt about it, Will. Um, You know, Tyreek, I think... You know, he knew going into the season that he was going to be targeted a lot. I remember asking that in the locker room, but this is definitely one of those games where you have a the best quarterback in the league 
you're going to find his matchups, like you just said, Will, and go after him and after him until the defense can do something to, you know, counter what they're doing offensively. All right. I hope everyone enjoyed all of our keys. It seemed like the chat was, you know, early agreeing, building off of them, which I love is seeing you guys take our keys, add some of your own and some additional context. I thought that was phenomenal. Great work there, everybody in the chat. We're going to take one more time out. And then when we come back, we're going to tell you our X factors, determine who has the edge, place them over under, give you some predictions like our bold prediction, game picks, confidence meter, a lot of fun things coming your way. But first, we got to take a quick break. And Nick, I'll go over to you uh, with that first ad read. Yeah, and you know, if Taylor Swift's in attendance, maybe you can use the Game Time app to go to one of her future concerts. I know they're really expensive and exclusive, but Game Time's definitely going to be how you want to, you know, find those tickets to all your favorite events. But buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't ever be stressful. And Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. And with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have at whatever event you're trying to go to. And here are just some of the things I like about the Game Time app. Um, you have those flash deals and last on any last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. And they show the image of the seat so you can see exactly where you're going to go, see, you know, what the view is going to be like at the event. So that's always, you know, a nice perk to that. And you always have the lowest price guarantee and, you know, protection for, for the tickets that you buy. And you can also just forget about planning months in advance, right? Mm-hmm. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day. So you don't have to stress over like trying to plan two months before whatever you're going to go to. And again, you get those exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, Baseball is, you know, coming to a close here, but you can get those good, good tickets, concerts, theater, anything that you want to do. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best, best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time, will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag those tickets with the stress, without the stress, without the stress, <laughs> without with the game time, stress. with stress. Yeah. Without the stress of game time, you can download the game time app and create an account. And use the code CHGO, you get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code CHGO for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Awesome. Love game time. Great app. Definitely use them for all your ticket needs. You've done, I've used them plenty for sports and concerts. Love their app. Really intuitive. Really awesome. Uh, for me, I just want to make sure everyone knows that, uh, by the way, I love this start of this office saying thank you uh, to all the diehards that are listening or watching the show right now. Without your support, Nick, myself, Greg, like we wouldn't be here uh, getting to live our dreams. So we just really appreciate the support of our diehards for allowing us uh, to have this platform to live out our dreams, covering the Chicago Bears and being in Chicago sports. If you're not a diehard yet, it's really easy to sign up. You can go to allchgo.com slash diehard, and it'll give you every reason and then some why you should sign up. A few of my favorites, 20% off all of our events all of the time, including our tailgates. It's a great value. 20% off all of our merch all of the time, even when we're running sales. So if we're running a sale, like buy one, get one, whatever that would be, you also get 20% off on top of that. That's a great way to stack your discounts, add some more value. And it also brings you one step closer to all of us. You get access to our Discord lounge, uh, which is where we all get to hang out, uh, a little bit more intimate than social media. Uh, You know, social media, like you can go in there and scroll forever before you see who you're looking for. 
But you go in here, you can like personally chat with us, other diehard Bears fans. And of course, we have rooms for all Chicago sports. So if you're more than just a Bears fan in Chicago, then you have, you know, all your diehards to join with you all the way around. But allchio.com slash diehard. Check it out. Join our diehard program. Become a member. And really, that just is like the best way to support what we're doing here at CHGO. So thank you for everyone who's there now. And of course, uh, thank you in advance for everyone uh, who's going to join here soon. But let's get back to the show. CHGO Bears, Will and Nick. It's a CHGO Audible Day. Uh, one of my favorite days of the week. Okay, I lied. It's the most favorite day of the week. It's not one of them. It's the most favorite day of the week. We did our keys, and now it's time to do X-Factors. I'm going to start things off here. My X-Factor this week, penalties. It's so obvious, but it's so true. Braxton Jones is the second most penalized player in the NFL. I know the Bears were without him. I just want to make sure I point that out. Even though Jones block, he's been solid. At least with him on the sideline, Nick, uh, the Bears should be penalized fewer times here, which will help the chiefs looking at them the ninth most penalties called so far on the year 15 penalties for 119 yards so if the bears can try to find a way and this is the s of the hits principle right it's something they preach so it's not just you know just another thing it's something they're actually working on in this building so if they can work on having a clean game and keep those penalty yards down and make the chiefs pay just due to them whether or not you know making a stop on defense or continuing a drive and ending points on offense whatever you can do to make that penalty hurt the chiefs right just make sure you what it was that key capitalize uh, on those Chiefs' mistakes that would go a long way, and I think it'd be a sneaky difference maker that is like right now a little bit under the radar. So I'll make it an X factor this week, draw some attention to it. Hopefully, I'm not wrong for doing so. No, yeah, I, I completely agree. The Bears can't shoot themselves in the foot, and anytime the Chiefs can, you know, have a penalty against them, that's going to put the Bears in a better chance to be successful on whatever play. My X factor also starts with a P, but it's pressure. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and it's pressure. You can look at it, at, uh, whether it's the Bears defense applying pressure or how much pressure the Bears offensive line can give up. But if the Bears can be on the better side in both those areas, again, they're going to be in a better position moving forward. But I just look at defensively. Like, I liked what Eberflus was trying to do, and I just want to see if some of those plays can hit home now against Patrick Mahomes and trying to do that like defensively. And look, Iberflus got this head coaching job in large part because of his defensive mind, right? Because of what he can do defensively. Maybe it wasn't the right decision to go defense over like what everyone else in the league's doing, going offensive mind head coaches. But he this is supposed to be his wheelhouse, his expertise. And against a guy like Patrick Mahomes, you want to have somebody like that that can potentially slow him down. So bringing that pressure and just having it affect Mahomes. It doesn't have to be a sack, but make him, you know, inaccurate at times when there are big plays downfield. If he can't get the ball downfield because there's somebody in his face or there's going to be, that's just equally as good too. So applying pressure. And then obviously we talked about with this offensive line and what the chiefs can do uh, with that defensive front, how they do things like they need to be able to hold up at times, but it's also going to be up to Justin Fields to get the ball out quickly. So pressure, it's just my X factor for this one. Yeah, just because Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks under pressure in the league doesn't mean you don't try to pressure him. We talked about sitting back would just be the wrong move here. Mm -hmm. For the Bears, ideally you can find pressure with four. 
And if that means you have to get creative with four, so be it. If you have to bring in an extra uh, rusher, honestly, again, so be it. You're going to have to do something here. So I, I think pressure, I feel like it's a key every week, especially for a defense that honestly can't create it for two years now. It's getting really frustrating. I'm sure people in the building are frustrated, but it's time for guys like, you know, Javon Dexter, Andrew Billings, by the way, is like one of the higher graded yeah. pass rushers right now in the league up there with Chris Jones, who for all the talk we had this off season about the run stuffer, the dude is terrorizing quarterbacks, at least when you look at some of the hurries and everything like that. But that's, it's been a nice surprise. I wish others could surprise us that way. He's sneaky quick off the line of scrimmage, Will. Like, for as big as Andrew Billings is, you see how he's getting up. You're like, what? That's Andrew Billings? Uh, but also, to t- talking about, like, pressure, Yannick Ngakwe needs to finish. Yeah. Like, you cannot have freaking Baker Mayfield throwing you off. Or, like, like that just cannot happen for a guy that has consistently, you know, been higher up in, in sacks every single year. So, Yannick Ngakwe, finish. That is, I mean, it applies to the entire defense, but especially a guy that – you know, knows a thing or two about sacking the quarterback. For sure. Great point on that one. Let's play who has the edge. It looks like Bears pass attack versus Chiefs pass defense is the first line item. And Nick, that is yours this week. Who has the edge? Yeah, the Chiefs pass attack has the edge here, Will. Um, again, we were just talking about the pressure, right? And yeah, I just, I just wanna, don't know. I just want to make sure. So Bears pass attack, Chiefs pass defense. Oh, sorry. So I still have the Chiefs there. Sorry. I figured um, you're good. The, the pressure that the, the Chiefs bring defensively and, you know, the Bears are still trying to figure it out. And I hope, you know, I hope the Bears, I don't know, there's, I don't think you're going to see a drastic change offensively. That's not what they're going to do, even with the comments that Fields has had uh, about, you know, thinking too much. It's not going to be a drastic change, but I hope we do see something a little bit different. But still, like what the Chiefs did to Trevor Lawrence last week, what they can bring pressure-wise with that front, I think it's just going to be too much for what the Bears can handle, so I'm giving this one to the Chiefs. Honestly, it's hard to, until we see the Bears' offense execute at a higher clip, it's going to be really hard to mm-hmm. pick them in any of these matchups. I have the Bears' rushing attack versus that Chiefs' run defense, and for me, I know is a key, right? I said establish the run, but I just don't have complete faith that the Bears will have willingness to stick with that run in this game. And to me, that's the biggest thing right now. And until I see Justin Fields tuck and run the way we all know he can, it's just really hard to gauge if that's going to become an actual thing, an actual part of this offense yet again. And again, I know it's one of my keys, but one of it, there's one thing of having a goal and another thing of actually executing this uh, and giving them the edge. Those are two different things. And I mentioned two weeks ago against the Lions, they gave up about 120 yards on the ground. Well, Chris Jones came back last week, right? And he was my first key. They allowed 40 less yards, on the, or that would be fewer yards on the ground. So he's a big difference maker, not just coming after quarterbacks, but Chris Jones is also an elite run stuffer changes how your entire offense line has to block their assignments and that's going to be a hard one here for the bears so advantage or edge over to the chiefs uh let's switch over to that uh kansas city offense the rushing attack versus that bears run defense nick this one's yours yeah and i I don't know how much the chiefs are going to really rely on their rushing attack because you watch the first half the chiefs were very pass heavy but then the first play the second half isaiah pacheco a 30-yard gain i think the if this game does get out of hand, you're going to see the Chiefs rushing attack be able to execute an effective clip. 
and even if they don't even have to be ahead, like they can, I think they're capable of doing that if they want that to be a part of the game plan. And with this Bears defense, how they're playing, you can do whatever you want at this point. So I'm going to also give this edge to the Chiefs in their rushing attack. Again, Isaiah Pacheco, he's explosive. So I like what he can do. And, you know, they'll throw like a Kadarius Tony on jet sweep and do some other fun things. Jarek McKinnon's also another guy. They haven't used him all too much, but still going to give this one to the Chiefs, though. Yeah, especially those early running, you know, games that I've mentioned too. Until they clean that up, you you can't have the edge if you're allowing seven eight yards per carry on first down. So I'm right there with you. The last one here that Chiefs pass attack versus Bears pass defense. Well, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes against a defense that has allowed, and here I go, the six most passing yards per game at 277 the second most yards per completion at 13.5, the third most passing touchdowns allowed so far this season, and the fewest sacks of any team yet again. Yeah, Chiefs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Um, We know how this one's going, you guys. Like, I I know you're here to watch the show and watch it. We still have a lot of things planned here for the rest of it, but this is going great. (laughs) Yeah, so it's the very first week we gave the clean sweep to the Bears. And then last yep. week it was the Bucks, and now for the second straight week it's the Chiefs. Uh, so the opponent, and we weren't proved wrong last week. I don't know if we'll actually get proved wrong here this week. I, I think that's a tough challenge for the Bears to prove us wrong. We'll love them to do it, but yeah, Nick, it's uh, yes. it's unfortunate. Again, we're in game preview mode. I love game preview mode, but I hate being in week three where it's like, here we go again kind of mode uh, at the same time. Yeah, and I just want to make sure people understand that. Um, you know, we, we are here to preview this game and do it with an honest opinion. Would we love to be wrong? Absolutely. I want to see the bears do the impossible on Sunday. I want to see that. So just want to, again, like, I know there's been like some, even Justin kind of said it in his second, uh, address to the media. It's like, I know you do this for clicks, not, not the whole point, Justin, but we want to see the Bears succeed. We grew up Bears fans, for God's sake. So uh, yeah, exactly. just want to put that out there. I'm glad you did. Uh, and I know there were times, you know, early in our podcasting days that sometimes we'd approach these with more rosy colored glasses. And, um, you know, I'm proud of us for growing up a little bit in that regard. But, yeah, in our hearts, we really want the Bears to, to win this game. Uh, but right now we're going to speak to you through our minds. Speaking of which, do you want to play some over-under? I, I'm on the DraftKings app. And I said, we're going to do a same game parlay. So I'm going to give you a few and then I'm going to see what the lines are and we'll see what 10 bucks will win uh, on this parlay. If we ended up actually executing it, we know you will. Uh, So I'll screenshot it for you and send it to you after this show. But Justin Fields passing yards over under 175.5. What? Um, can he get, I, it's possible to get it like in garbage time, right? Like, I mean, I, I put it in there. I put the over in there, the 175. All right. What about Patty Holmes over under 284.5? Wow. 284. Okay. It's a high line. That is a high line, but when you're Patrick Mahomes, it makes sense. I'll take the over on that too. All right. Let's go with, why not? Do you think Justin Fields completes at least 16 and a half passes over under on 16 and a half passes for Justin? Boy, uh, I know I it's a, it's a fun I wouldn't one. touch that one. I'd, then I'd let's not touch under. it. I just wanted to at least share what I saw. What about Justin on interceptions thrown? 0.5. Would you touch that one? I'd give him one. I go over. 
All right, let's go over to the rushing props here. Justin Fields over under 59 and a half. Mm. You know, he said there are a couple of plays where he just wanted to take off. I think he's going to I think he's going to listen to himself there. Over. All right, what about Patrick Mahomes over under 18 and a half? When he go over on that? I think so. Yeah, Patrick Patrick Mahomes is definitely able to do that. So let's go over on that too. All right. What about you want to do Roshan Johnson here? Any chance he goes 25 plus? Ooh. Um, especially if Deontay Foreman's inactive again, and he had mm-hmm. one big run, and they just didn't go back to him. So I'm, I'll go the over on Roshan. All right, switching over to receiving here, CHO's own Cole Komet over under twenty nine and a half. Let's go over, over, right? <laughs> Gotta say over. Let's go. What about DJ at forty two and a half? Yeah, yeah. Let's go over on that as well. Wow. Okay. Um, let's see. Travis Kelsey over under 70.5. What a line. Yeah, man. Uh, I think we had 20 some Kelsey. odd yards last week, right? 20 something. Is that what I said? And the, his uh-huh. line's at 70 and a half for the Bears. <laughs> oh, they played the Bears defense? Yeah. Let's check that, uh, that lineup. Uh, I take the over. All right. And then Where is there anyone else money? that you're really interested in? Um, Rashi Rice, you know, the one I got cream for wanting the Bears to potentially look at. Let's do uh, let's do an anytime touchdown for uh, Fields. Anytime touchdown for Fields. All right, sounds great. Let's find that real quick. There it is. All right, that got us. Whoo, Dolly, 10 bucks, Nick, on that one would win you $2,800. I'm placing. Send that screenshot. We're placing the bet. We're going to make some money as we're watching this Bears game. Let's go. Oh, well, all right. Let's get it. Uh, I saw everyone participating uh, in the chat. Again, it's hard to read the phone, look at Nick's face, stare at the camera, and then also look at the chat. I saw everyone participating. Uh, again, thank you. Awesome. That's mm-hmm. what we're here for. Really good stuff. Let's get into the prediction portion, or do you want to take our last time out before we do predictions? Um, let's, let's actually take this time out because I'm going to probably need a time out after reading this real quick. Uh, so real quickly, uh, we just, we were talking about DraftKings. I got to tell you about DraftKings football is more fun when you are in on the action. So download the DraftKings sports book app now and sign up with the code CHGO. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with the code CHGO. And, of course, you know the crown is yours. But it just makes watching games that maybe might not be entertaining a little bit more entertaining. So use DraftKings. You place your bets. You do it uh, live on the CHGO Bears show like we just did. And then you're going to win money afterwards. So it's always fun. But I got to tell you, uh, again, of course, if you have a gambling problem, you call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.com. 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, KS, licensed partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, LA, 21 over, age varies by jurisdiction, valid in uh, csportsbook.draftkings.com slash football, terms of eligibility, terms of responsible game, resources, bonus bets expire seven days after insurance, eligibility, and deposit restrictions apply. Hooey. All right. And Nick, you take your breath, take a sip of water. And while you do that, I'm going to let everyone 
know about our upcoming tailgates. Uh, obviously, that's something that we love to pump up here on the show. And honestly, it's not smoke uh, because these are like the place to be before Chicago Bears games. Next one here is coming up on October 1st when the Broncos come to town. That's going to be a lot of fun because our DNVR counterparts over there will be here and we're going to make sure we have ourselves a time, show them how tailgating is done right, and maybe football. We'll see how that portion goes, but I feel good about winning this tailgate here. It's all you can eat, all you can drink, Goose Island. Uh, And on top of that, it's at the Chicago Bears Tailgating Club, best area to be for tailgating. Uh, you get you can meet Timmy from the bus, uh, who's someone I have a really good, long-established relationship with. Really good guy. Greg, is there anything I'm missing? Uh, I know you are like the tailgate expert here on the crew, and I want to make sure there's uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, like I'm you said, no, you're 100 right. Uh, Timmy takes care of us there on the corner of Wabash and Cermak. Make sure you go to allchgo.com and hit the events tab, and you can find your way to tickets for any of these available dates. If you're a diehard, you get a discount on that event. Get a free shirt right out the gate, so more incentive to become a diehard. All you can drink, Goose Island, like Will said. All you can eat, Firewater Barbecue. The food was amazing week Mm -hmm. one, and it's just going to keep getting better. Uh, So make sure you guys come out for that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you did want to go to this event and you just sign up to become a diehard, get your free shirt, get your, your tailgate discount, I mean, that pays for the entire membership like immediately. I think that's a great call, Greg. Thank you for that. Uh, Let's get into this final segment of our show. Let's do some predictions. And we got to begin with the bold predictions here. And Nick, sometimes there's a a few ways we approach these, right? Sometimes we'll get super creative, hyper-specific. But today, Nick, for me, it's one of those times where simple can be the most bold of all. So you ready for it? Let's go. All right. One line, super simple. Justin Fields will have more total yards than Patrick Mahomes. Short, sweet, to the point, bold as hell. Yeah, very bold. I like it well. And, you know, I really really hope we just see, even in a loss, Justin Fields somehow, some way play well, right? Like that Mm -hmm. would be – that would be a win. I think Bears fans would be open to if we're we're looking at the – you know, silver linings here, but I like that. That's a, it's a good bold prediction. It's a bold, bold prediction, but mm-hmm. see what happens on Sunday afternoon. Uh, my bold prediction, and I think it's influenced because I just spoke to the guy not too long ago, TJ Edwards. He has, I think he has a bone to pick with Patrick Mahomes with how that Super Bowl uh, went in Phoenix. So I have my bold prediction that TJ Edwards gets himself an interception against Patrick Mahomes, a first Bears turnover of the season, and it happens against, again, like arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. And that's my bold prediction. For me, the last this bold prediction last week, really low. I think my last bold prediction was like the Bears will have an explosive screen pass. That did not <laughs> happen. Um, so, like, I'm really down until we see more from this Bears team. So, well, prediction, Bears finally create a turnover and TJ Edwards picks off Patrick Mahomes. I, I like yours. I, I like mine too, but I think you bring an interesting point. The fact that with the Bears losing, was it 12 straight, 13 straight, whatever nasty number that is right now. The fact that bold prediction lines can go lower and lower because the bar has to keep getting set lower and lower for this team. That's not where we want to be. Hopefully uh, they can help us change this segment here. Pretty soon, let's do our MVB predictions. Who's going to be the most valuable bear at the end of the game? 
And Nick, I'm going to let you kick this one off. Yeah, I feel like I've been saying this guy's name the entire time. And again, we do these MVBs without saying Justin Fields, but maybe yes. we might start after putting him into this consideration now, Will. Uh, but Here. I'm going with TJ Edwards as my MVB for this one. I, again, I, you know, I'm hoping that he can lean on what he played, what he, how he played with the the Eagles in the first matchup, kind of talk to his teammates. How do you got to play a guy like Patrick Mahomes and just be around the football a lot? And just kind of, you know, build off of last week's performance. I think he did better than week one. There are certain plays where he did better in week two. But just continuing to get better each and every day. That's kind of the the, the words that he was kind of telling me when I was interviewing him. But TJ Edwards is going to be my MVP for week three against the Kansas City Chiefs. All right. You're going defense. That means I should just go with someone on the Bears offense and balance this thing out. So I'm going to go with Roshan Johnson being the MVB when it's all said and done. Now, yes, I will admit, I'm probably starting to sound a little wishy-washy. Establish the run is the key, but give the Chiefs the edge when it comes to the ground game. I, I get it, but I, I still just love the way Roshan Johnson has been playing. He's only had nine rushing attempts, but he's got 52 yards on those attempts. He has the second most catches on the team. He's tied with DJ Moore with eight catches. I, if, that, if that doesn't tell you how much malpractice is going on with the Bears and how they're using DJ Moore, I don't know how else to tell you that. But he does have 45 yards on his eight catches, Roshan Johnson does. So you put those together. Rojo averages 5.7 yards per catch. Hopefully, Nick, he gets plenty of touches in this game. And if he does, I can see him being a bright spot in an otherwise rough game here uh, for the Bears. Again, if you give him the ball twice, statistically speaking, you should have a first down. It, it should be that simple. But for me, Roshan Johnson, MVP of Week 3. Let's let's have it happen. I'm excited. <laughs> Brandon MVB Trenton Gill. <laughs> oh no, not that game. Oh God, I remember the what was it the Jimmy Clausen game of the Seahawks when they couldn't even get a first down and we punted. I forgot how many times. I believe it hit double digits of that game. I'm thinking this had have been like what 2015. Oh I man, I, I remember that game, and I don't. I wish I could just forget about that game, but that mm -hmm. was that was terrible. <laughs> so Oof. bad. Yeah, so that, that if one we hurt. Think that offense, if we think that offense can be bad, yes, this offense has been bad, but that was to an extremely even low for the Bears kind of level. Oh, terrible. Yeah, I see Steve says 12. Gary, maybe you're exaggerating, but you say 13. It's probably 12 and a half punts. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm just averaging <laughs> uh, your guys' together. But yes, I do not want to see that. No one wants to see that happen again here on Sunday against the Chiefs. And really, Nick, I don't want to see what happened the last time you and I saw the Bears play the Chiefs when we went to Soldier Field uh, 2019, and we bought those tickets before the season, mm -hmm. and we knew we were in trouble by the time we got to that game, but that was awful. I'm pretty sure I got COVID after that game, not going to lie. like I remember just being deathly sick. At, it was just, again, uh, what a way to end, end the season. But, yeah, that was uh, I, I don't want that to happen. And then that's the game where Patrick Mahomes didn't he do the counting. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, what pick and stuff? Oh, man. Yeah, what a time. What yeah. a time to be alive. <laughs> All right. So I think we know how this is about to go, um, but we need to make our game picks. Nick, do you want to begin? Yeah, I'll start off here. I have the Chiefs winning. But there was, I, I kid you not, I'm being honest here, there was a point in time where I, 
I was going to pick the Bears. But the only wow. reason why is because everybody – because everyone's going to pick the Chiefs. And it's been such a crazy week at Hallis Hall. It's like, okay, let's just add to the crazy. Let's add to the crazy. And the, the Bears winning would be nuts. Yeah, and be. I kind of wanted to do that to, like, also maybe one my up in the standings, you know, if everyone else picked the Chiefs. But, um, no, I, I am sticking with the Chiefs. Common sense entered my mind, and I'm sticking with the Chiefs here, 28 to 17 uh they're an arrowhead but i don't i think they keep it competitive for a little bit longer than everyone's thinking so uh if that is any prize or win to anybody but (laughs) 28 17 no um for me (laughs) chiefs yeah we'll just we'll just knock that out of the park here um i have the final score 27 20 and it's not a mixed extra point that's three touchdowns and two field goals allowed so i'm thinking the bears will allow five scoring drives uh, to your four, um, but they somehow hit that magic number of 20, but they still can't surpass it. That's the problem here. So 27-20, Chiefs, I don't need to explain why. I think we've done a great job this entire show of kind of getting to this point, um, but that's where my final score prediction is going to be. Uh wish it could be on the other side, but uh, they need to prove, uh, I think, a lot of different things on both sides of the ball before we can start believing that they can beat uh, a team like the chiefs, which again, we've talked about it. The chiefs aren't even playing to the degree that uh, we would expect them to be right now. Uh, And that's something you wish the bears could take advantage. I just don't know if that's going to be the case. So of course we both have the chiefs winning this game. How confident are we that the bears can still maybe find a win? And Nick, I don't know if it was your pep talk to me this morning. You were kind of telling me about, you know, I I kind of thought the Bears maybe could win this. And I mentioned, yeah, backs against the wall. We've seen other teams do this. So my confidence meter, I think, is at a modest four uh, for this game. Not super high up the charts, uh, but still, uh, I'm not going to rule out, you know, some remarkable miracle kind of thing happening. Uh, I think you may be a little lower than me. Yeah, I'm at a uh, 2.3, just a random-ass number on my confidence meter <laughs> for, for the Bears here. But I think this is – look, I know a lot of people, and again, probably the world's going to be expecting the Chiefs to go out there, do their do their business, and you know go away with a victory in Arrowhead. But I, I want to see what kind of Bears team uh, this is. You know, right, right? Everything has gone wrong. There's a lot of stuff that's not even football – on the football field related – but how do they take all this stuff? Do they use it as, you know, fuel or use it to go out there and play an inspired game of football? Or do they just continue to add on to all the the bad and terribleness that's been happening at, you know, Hallis Hall with the Bears organization? Um, and I think if you are a good football team, one that is able to overcome obstacles, you can almost put all that stuff in the past and go out there and still play your game. Like if the bears go out and get blown out, just blown out of the building, then we know, we know exactly that every, all that outside noise is way too much for this team. But if they go out there play competitively, got somehow win, or even just lose in a, in a respectable fashion, then you can almost see that this team maybe is, even though in the win column, it's not showing making strides and, I think something real quickly, Will, um, what Pulse said in his press conference on Thursday, he mentioned that him, when he was with the Chiefs, and Matt Eberflus, when he was with the Colts, had both been a part of teams that had slow starts. And he referenced, I think, the 2015 Chiefs and 
I'm actually going up and pulling up my article real quick just to get the exact um, start that these teams are talking about. But in 2015, the Chiefs started off the season. Um, they won their first game and then went on a five-game losing streak. Then they turned their season around in week seven, a victory over the Steelers, and won 11 straight games. And, you know, actually got a playoff win over the Texans. The Colts with Eberflus in his first season, um, that team started one and five and ended with a wow. 10 and six record and lost in the divisional round against Ryan Pulse's Chiefs. So, yeah, they could be 0 and 3, you guys. Realistically, this team could be 0 and 3. It doesn't mean it's necessarily the end, but we got to see what kind of product we see on Sunday against the reigning Super Bowl champs. So, I, I just wanted to put that out there. I know it's doom and gloom for the Bears, but. It's only week three. We have so much more football to cover. We cannot give up already. We have a lot more previews left, Will. Greg's got a lot more of these that he's going to be producing. We have a lot of football to talk about. So let's see what kind of team this is on Sunday and see if they can use uh, whatever has been going on at House Hall's motivation to get this season you know, back on the track, so to speak. Very well said, Nick. I couldn't have said it any better myself. I appreciate you finding a way to kind of end the show on a cautiously optimistic outlook. Because uh, I know it's been, we're, what's we're up, Greg? Screwed. We are screwed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when Nick's trying to be optimistic, things are bleak. That's usually my yeah, role. Yeah, and yeah. you're doing it instead of me. So I don't know what that even means. But uh, those look like there was like nine supers that came in that I didn't even see uh, throughout this. So let's roll through those and call this an episode. First one's from Eric, $5. Thank you so much, Eric. Love the show. I can see the Bears winning this game if the fields plays free. There is nothing to lose at this point. Goes back to key one, F it. F it. Yep, I agree. I like that, Eric. Next one comes from Isaac. Isaac's been a longtime listener of Nick and I, uh, back from Bears Bros days. Uh, 2022 Chiefs led the NFL in points off turnovers via StatMuse with 496 points, a full 170 less than the Bears. So the Bears need to protect the football, as always. Really great key. Thank you so much, Isaac. And then he put $2 for more than the Bears, just to kind of correct what we're going to over here. So appreciate that. Isaac, thank you for the super. Nick, you want to take the next one? Yeah, we got it from Big Cram over here. If the Bears <laughs> manage to win and get rolling, those CHGO effort uh, shirts are going to go crazy. <laughs> I agree. I like that. I like your thinking big picture here, how we can uh, you know, maybe capitalize on, on this moment here at Arrowhead. And then we, we got another one. one from Big Cram. Go ahead. At this point, bring in Vela's just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, hey, yeah. if they can do what we saw the the Patriots do on special teams with that little running yeah. start, I mean, you get Bayless going. Well, why not? <laughs> I mean, what else are we paying him for? He, he has to do something. Uh, next one comes from Steve. Always great to have Will and Nick together talking bears. Thank you, Steve. Show your support. Hit the like button. Great reminder as we're ending the show that if you haven't yet, definitely give this video a thumbs up. Really helps spread the word of our show in this episode. And then we got one from the Duke. Uh, super excited about your partnership with Comet. He looks good. I mean, he always looks good. But in CHGO gear, as a fellow alum of, how do you pronounce that, Nick, over there? St. Viter? Yep. Yep, that's why oh. I thought. I just want to make sure we did it correctly. It's clear you guys have great taste of who you associate with because only the best graduate from there. More We're picking more, up, though. Yeah. yeah. More clues. He keeps giving breadcrumbs mm -hmm. we, we should have been like making a list of these breadcrumbs we're getting yeah. closer and closer 
to revealing the identity. We're like, getting there. Got a dollar ninety nine from Hendrix. Yeah, yeah I you. tried to find the comment that was attached to it. Sometimes people mess up and, uh. and, and send the money without the comment. I apologize, Hendrix. I know he's been very hard on us in the chat about he refuses. I keep seeing him every day in the chat going, I'm not hitting the like button until you restock the flags, the CHGO flag uh, shirts and sweaters. So maybe oh. that's what it is. And Hendrix, I promise we are trying, my friend. Okay. We, and we appreciate your support. So please hit the like button in spite of the fact that we, we don't have your size, but we're going to get it. I promise. I'm going to do yes, everything. Sir. I can and all, us here in our power to get that done for you. <laughs> all right. We got one more, Nick. Yep. Big cram uh, sending us off here. Also, this week is a great example of why the bears weren't ready to draft someone with the red flags like Jalen Carter. Yeah. You can definitely look at it that way. The, the, the struck, the infrastructure that was set. Yeah. It's just, just wasn't the best place to have anybody that brought any extra baggage uh, to the organization. I mean, at this rate, what's well, just a little bit more, especially if <laughs> you can create and, uh, pressures and sacks, but that's, I get it. I get it. I understand yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it, sure. again, uh, a week like this, I don't know if it, I don't know how much worse it gets. I really don't know. And that's what we started the show with. I didn't want to end negatively. Uh, we can blame big cram for injecting that thought uh, in my brain, but I want to thank everyone uh, for tuning in. Nick, great job throughout the entire episode with all your keys, your inside. I always feel like i learned something and i know if you're teaching me i'm sure you're teaching a lot of the people who are watching and listening so really good work anything you wanted to say i know you did a great job with your spiel i just want to make sure you have the floor one more time before i sign off well i feel the same way about you will you always bring all the Aww. stats and everything that goes a little bit more in depth about this bears team and it's hard to do when it's zero and two and the world is crumbling but hey <laughs> i just want to want to say everyone thank you for tuning into this preview show we're going to be here regardless of what the on-field product looks like for the Chicago Bears. So again, thank you, everybody. Have a great weekend. If you're going to the game, let me know. I'll be there in Kansas City on Saturday. Maybe we can meet up. Get some BBQ. Uh, have some fun. Be- yeah, have to have some fun before we we might not have fun uh, Sunday afternoon. But again, appreciate everyone. Hit those like buttons before you head out too. All right. Well, we will have you covered all Sunday long. You know how it goes pre. The watch along post game, you know where to be. It's the CHO Sports YouTube channel for your CHO Bears crew. Uh, but until next time, bear down, Chicago.